good afternoon everybody. So I wanted to take a couple of moments to have a bit of a chat about the Let Us Speak, Let Us Speak campaign or Let Her Speak campaign. Um, this is something that is quite important to myself. Um, I have a voice or an opinion, so to speak, on so many different types of matters and things. Um, and this is something that's really dear and near to me. Um, you may have seen on the uh, Instagram and also on my blog that I'd actually written a piece, but I still wanted to do a podcast about it. I think that the way things change in the world so quickly, sometimes we don't even realise things are happening because we go about our day-to-day lives that are so busy. So new laws were passed in Victoria on the 7th of February. And to, to sum it up, I was absolutely in disbelief that it actually had happened. I was so upset. Um, I'd been in tears all day because I, um, I understand that there's a right in the place and the law to protect the public. But the law that was actually made was actually saying that victims of sexual abuse, for example, child sexual abuse, rape, um, even if they'd been to court, even if they had you know, won their case after going through the heartache of the contest fearing and then having to do the court case, they were being told that there was a gag law in place. They could not identify themselves as a victim. The law was making millions of victims feel like they don't matter and it was re-traumatising them. Not being able to identify themselves as a victim not only gags them, it stops people being able to heal. Going through the court system is a really painful situation and it actually fucking kills. It, it, It literally hurts you as a victim and you get put on the stand And you have all these questions thrown at you and they make you doubt yourself as a person. And it's actually really damaging to your self-esteem and your confidence. And if you have to endure that and go through that, the trauma you already have to feel by doing that, by trying to speak out or get your point across, is so horrendous. Being a victim, they already feel like they're not believed And now they're not even allowed to refer to themselves as a victim or even if they're a survivor. And I call these people survivors because there are so many victims out there of child sexual abuse. And I can relate to that because that's my story. um, That go down different paths. And I've lost so many close friends or family who couldn't fight their battles anymore. It's like you have a demon that's always there that you have to struggle with or um, deal with. Uh, The pain and the anguish that you can't even get out into words is something that I have to live with. So what I got really angry about was these so-called adults, they're there to act and protect those children, whether it be a tennis coach, a swimming teacher, a gymnastics teacher, a family member. They get the ability to violate a child who is innocent for their own gratification. 
I had to leave this cast to actually put together for a few days because I actually couldn't string words together. I was so hysterical. The anger that I felt, I couldn't even actually project into words because I was sobbing like that little child. I felt like my wound had been ripped open and I was being called a liar or that no one cared. In that, in that moment, I felt like the legal system had cheated me. I've stored my faith into this legal system and I felt that it was letting me down. The judges who preside there for the public and for those millions of children who are damaged by sexual abuse by these predators. The young girls or the young boys, because, you know, it happens to men as much as women that are raped, that don't have a voice. The news of that story breaking while we were in the middle of a pandemic and a lockdown here in Victoria basically had the the ability to to debilitate the mental health of so many people. It could have pushed that one person over the edge. And I know that I'm only one voice. And I know that even if I scream, the reality was that I wasn't going to be heard. That's why I kept posting the petitions. That's why I kept bringing it up. It's that awkward taboo subject. People want to scroll past or pretend. They're aware of it. But they don't like to actually make themselves comfortable with the fact that these things happen. Why should those victims not have a voice? Why should the legal system be protecting these vile human beings that are able to do what they choose to do to an innocent child? When I put together the wording for what I wanted to send out, I wrote a letter that was based around what I'm saying now. I I sent it to over 330 members of parliament. To date, I've only had a reply from about four. These are the people that are meant to be representing us. These are the ones that are meant to be our voice. I had a lot of emails out of those four where they said to me they were sending my absolute letter of disgust. They gave me condolences and said that while trying to fix one law, they made a huge, horrible mess by actively silencing victims. The Governor-General would have to be made aware of it. Many victims are the ones who don't have the guts to stand up for themselves. And then they have to live with the fact that the sentences that are handed out to those perpetrators is given and is nothing compared to the years of nightmares, anxiety, psychological issues, fears that we live with every single day. The long-term damage of the abuse can cause that is cause, is nothing compared to the jail or the justice that are handed to offenders. Make yourself aware of the Herald Sun story about Maggie. Maggie didn't use her real name, of course, but she took years and years of violence and so did her younger sister. And when her younger sister stood up and, and went and, and prosecuted her father after years of rape torture and child abuse 
days before the actual trial, her father arrived and shot her dead. He then got to the court system where he was able to do a plea bargain and was only charged with murder. Coming close to his release date, Maggie decided it was time for her to stand up for herself. She started the process and though many of those victims do go through the process, we don't get the justice that we want. Myself, having to go through it all, I had a legal team stand in front of me and say to me, he's already had time in jail for a crime that he's committed in the era. He will not go back to jail for what he did to you. But it can be acknowledged what he has done to you. I'm writing to say this, that we all have to have a voice. And if we all stand up and shout, maybe we may be heard. Even if you are lucky enough to not have to encounter one of these horrible, horrible, horrible situations. I need people to stand up for the millions of others that are being gagged. Rape victims, the sexual abuse victims and the children who have been brutally abused by pedophiles. Please don't scroll past my posts or my open letter. Please act if not for the victims but for your own children because if we do not make the changes that matter now, what chance does this legal system have for our own children? By gagging victims of these crimes, they're being told we do not matter and that this situation, regardless of the crime that's been committed, the vile human being doesn't have any public consequences for their actions. Even if they do go to jail or serve time, they never have to be shamed or reprimanded for their behaviour in the media. They are free to be identity protected forever under this law. I was in utter disbelief that the government would discard the feelings and the emotions of those victims and that at no point they ever considered that the abuse endured is not enough but now to be kicked in the guts and told that we did not have an identity. At what point can they even try to begin the process of healing if they do not have access to publicly seeking counselling support groups? If you're unable to identify as a victim, you cannot say out loud that you are a victim, which means that you cannot attend a group therapy session. These are things that I've had to sort throughout my years. Every milestone, every step, watching my own children grow up, looking at their innocence and their age, it, it, it haunts me. I always thought that our legal system was here to protect us, the public. The leniency against pedophiles, child abusers and rapists are beyond a joke. The years or the sentences that they are getting is not enough. I now have to watch my own children grow up in a country that has no idea of the values and the importance of protecting our children. Basically, that was the uh, letter that I actually did as an open letter and I sent out to members of parliament. I reached out to media outlets and I made my my views known. Luckily enough, I was contacted by Triple J, The Hack, and I was actually placed on the segment, which was podcasted, entailing exactly what it's doing to people like myself. 
some of us may have a story that we want to tell, some of us may not. But we should have the right to be able to speak or say our story. Personally, I've been writing a book for many years. And when I heard that this law change was going to actually affect the ability for me to release that book, it angered me even more because that was my story. That was my my chance to say how it impacted my life forever. The uproar that was actually put out was more than I could have ever imagined. The Let Us Speak campaign opened the eyes of everybody. On the 29th of August at 2.04am, It was released that the Victorian government will make legal changes for sexual assault survivors after the Let Us Speak campaign talk. They've committed to changing the sexual assault victim gag laws by the end of the year. The Attorney General, Jill Hennessy, said reforms would be fast-tracked to allow victims and survivors of sexual assault to speak out. It means... Therefore, the majority of us victims do not need to go and get a court order to be able to tell our stories. We had to, at one stage, get permission to even identify ourselves with a court order by those last law standings that they put in place in February. The legal amendments will be made in close with consultations and victims and survivors of assault and they will actually have our point of view on the table. The government was aware of the concerns since April, but it only took until August when the newspapers ran with a story that uproared all of us that something had to change. There's been so much support from people my family and my friends and people close to me who know my story. The Attorney General said, we hear you and we will take action. We will be an advocate for positive change. The pain endured that we've already been through, it's not, (laughs) it's not even something you can sum up. I've lost family members because of what happened. I enjoyed years of self-esteem and confidence and hurt and pain and issues. And it was all because of someone else's doing. Someone else that was going to be protected by the laws that we stand by. And I didn't find that in the slightest bit fair. I wanted to thank anybody who did sign my petition that I put up on my post or anybody who actually listens to this because the truth is sometimes we think we're helpless but the truth is there are more of us than there are them. If they make a decision that isn't right we can all stand together and actually make a change or an impact. I'm sorry that the last few podcasts have been pretty heavy. It's been a really hard time with the whole isolation thing and it's hard to not focus on some of the uh, 
the negative things that have been happening. But this was something that was really important to me that I wanted to bring to your attention. This is something what I wanted to speak out about. And I'm not ashamed. I carried so much guilt and shame for so long. And now at 40 years old, I can actually say it wasn't my fault. And it's okay to say that it messed me up for a while. I have three of my own beautiful children now. And I protect them beyond words. Like, there is, there is nothing that will ever come between them and myself or anyone that could ever harm them because... I'm so switched on and all of us need to be that little bit more switched on. And if we don't have the conversations, we don't have the awareness. And if we don't have the awareness, we don't know. No no adult, no parent in their right mind will ever let their child be in harm. But if we don't have the conversations or look for the warning signs or stand united together and have the discussions, then nothing will change. And these predators will continue with their pedophile rings, their pornography rings, and all of the horrible, horrible things that come out of self-proclaimed gratification. So I ask you all to stand beside me. I ask you to all have a voice. I ask you to have the conversation. And above all, Let's just do it for, like, our kids. Let's do it for everyone else's kids. Let's all, you know, like, just just protect them as much as we can because they are the future. And if we don't start standing up for them and if we don't make the awareness or have the conversations, I don't want them to be a statistic like I was. We're still in isolation. I want you all to stay safe. Wear your mask if you go outside. Don't be a dickhead, basically. I know that so many people are so outraged about wearing a mask. Come on, it it saves people's lives, for goodness sakes. It's not rocket science. Take care of one another. Have some more empathy for one another. Let's have some more compassion and caring. Think about people. Check on your neighbours. Check on your friends that live by themselves. Just check they're okay. And I want you to take care of one another. Thank you for listening. I would love some feedback. If anyone's got any, please message me at the website, www.ozmumsmadness.com or you can find me on Facebook, Madness, or Instagram, Madness, and uh, stay safe.